the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 402 on the Tim DeMoshio Show, AM 560 WFIL. Good afternoon. I'm Tim DeMoss. Thank you for listening in. Forecast today looks nice. Been nice. Continue to be nice. 62 the low tonight. Tomorrow through Sunday, some sun and clouds each day. High around 80 tomorrow. 76 Saturday, 72 Sunday. So I love this is my favorite time of year. You get the sweat. Eventually the sweater comes out. You get the hot latte going and you're set. Phillies uh, won last night and the Braves won yesterday as well. So uh, they are now going at a big series in Atlanta starting this evening. Uh, going to get into that in just one second. A little later this hour, looking forward to Jonathan Lippman joining us. He was one of the original 98 Degrees members. They had a bunch of songs that were big over the years and then did a Christian band called True Vibe. And we have some pretty cool things to talk to Jonathan about. That's coming up a little later in the hour uh, for now. And we also are going to try and squeeze in some Six Flags tickets to give away this hour as well. But before any of that, when I, when as things have, have come together, um, I thought it would be really cool to have a friend of mine. His name is Paul Bird, who pitched for the Phillies and the Atlanta Braves. He's now a broadcaster, actually, for the Braves. And since the Phillies are heading down to Atlanta, or they're there now getting ready to uh, play ball tonight in an important four-game series, I thought, let's get Paul in the mix if we can, because he also loves the Lord, can share from that angle, too, but certainly uh, talk from the baseball side of things. So... Uh, we can get the phone going here. We dial him up and see if we can bring Paul into the mix. Over here, these buttons. Go. Hello. Hey, man. This work okay? Can you hear me all right? I can hear you. <laughs> Good. The world-famous Paul Bird on the line. Getting ready for a big <laughs> game tonight. Is it a big game well, for the Braves? one of those is true. Uh, there is a big game tonight. Yeah. So, yeah. Not world famous, but only only in uh, a few people's lives. So, <laughs> but no, great to it's great to talk to you. Got a big game tonight, and I can't wait to see it go down. Paul Bird has pitched for many teams in his lifetime, including the Atlanta Braves twice, actually, and then the Phillies in the uh, late '90s and early 2000s. And those are the two teams playing tonight. Won 109 games in his career, so he knows a thing or two about pitching. Was an All Star for the Phillies in '99. You've been around and you've you've seen a lot, and now you're broadcasting as Fox Sports Southeast. Is that still correct? You're doing that, or has that shifted a little bit? That's correct. Yeah, broadcast for Fox Sports, cover the Braves, live in Atlanta, and I uh, was so blessed to be picked up by the Phillies off waivers from the Braves, and I uh, was able to. Terry Francona gave me the ball against Randy Johnson. I was able to win that game, made the All Star team the next year. So Philly has such a warm place in my heart. And I had the bird ne- bird's nest cheering section up top. And um, I just loved Philly. And, you know, always, like I say, man, it's near and dear to me. Great fans, great town. And um, yeah. just happened to live in Atlanta. So that's the way life worked out. Yeah. I know that you trust your life and your family to the Lord. And so you, you can 
you know, see as God is taking you around the country playing for different teams, I'm sure you can see God's hand in all of it. And and that's uh, it's vastly different than just, you know, trying to hang on or, or do whatever with your life. There's purpose behind it, even though it's all over the place, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. My wife moved us, Kim. Uh, she moved us 54 times while I was playing. How many? And the, Yeah, and it's, yeah, 54, and she says she still likes me. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> that, that, that's saying something in and of itself. That, that's a testimony right there. Now, we, we had a lot of love uh, to give, and I just I felt like yeah, it was an adventure, and still do. I still feel like my life is a story, an adventure that I'm living, and relationship with Jesus, as you know, gives that purpose and changes everything. So, you know, I don't feel that I am a baseball player or a broadcaster. I feel that, you know, I'm a child of God who has purpose, and that is my vocation. It's what I do. It's what I've been uh, given the honor of you know, doing, and it's one of my passions. So I'm passionate about baseball, always have been. So just been blessed through the years, moving all around and baseball being a tool to provide for my family, a way to share and a way to just experience my passion too, which I think God put in my heart as a little boy in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, breaking lamps with tennis balls. So uh, everybody said, why does this kid love baseball so much? And I feel that, you know, that was God given. Chatting with Paul Bird, uh, who's in Atlanta today, and the, and the Braves are taking on the Phillies tonight. The Phillies are on the road there. Just to, as a parenthesis, you know, your Twitter backs up what you just said. Thankful believer, first. Husband, improving yeah. dad, adventurer, Fox broadcaster, author, speaker, and washed-up pitcher who can still hit 82 miles an hour at carnivals. <laughs> Is that I'm all? probably down to 79 by now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so that proves the point. Couple shoulder surgeries, all that. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, the first part, for me, super thankful. I was a very negative person, cynical person, complainer. And when God changed me, he just put thankfulness inside of me. So I'm, I, I'm not saying I don't have my days of complaining and I don't fight that off and that can't be a weakness. But I really am conscious about, hey, you are so blessed. Let's be thankful for the good times and the bad. And um, so one of the things on TV they tell me now is, hey, you're too positive. So, <laughs> you know, it's a I, failure game. Like, hey, you got to be tough on these guys. And I'm like, hey, it's not easy to play the game. And, you know, I'm just so thankful to be here. And these guys should be thankful to be in the big league scrapping it up and hustling and being happy and smiling and, you know, all that. So, yeah thankfulness is certainly a huge part of my life that I try to communicate and whether I am have the opportunity to talk about a relationship with Jesus and him coming into your heart, or if it's like Francis of Assisi and I'm just going to shine and when necessary or given the opportunity, use words, but I'm going to live my life so that you would say something's different in that guy. Amen. Amen. Well, Paul Bird on the line with us, the uh, former Phillies and Braves and Mets, Royals, Angels, Indians, and Red Sox pitcher and current broadcaster, Fox Sports Southeast. What you just said, I approve of, so I have just now followed you on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I, what an honor. I can't believe I wasn't doing I'll it before. You, I'll have to check that out, man. I'm, I'm serious. I'll check that out. So. I, I just hit the button. So if folks are interested in following Paul on Twitter, it's simply at Paul Bird, B-Y-R-D 36, your, your number there, at Paul yeah. Bird 36. And that's how you can find Paul on Twitter. Let's talk briefly for a minute about the games tonight. You know, Phillies have been struggling along over the, you know, the last couple of months, but they had a great year, and the Braves, too. 
right? The Braves were not necessarily yeah. expected to be in this mix, although you might be optimistic they could be. And so tonight starts the Phils, and you know they're down five and a half, and they got four games in Atlanta. They really can't afford to not lose to, to not win all of them if they're going to have a shot. Maybe three out of four at at worst. What what's the feeling in Atlanta with you know how they're feeling about their chances coming down the home stretch? Feeling pretty good, but not quite there yet. Yeah, no. So we just when you think the Braves are going to take off, they struggle. And just when you think, okay, they're not the team we thought they were. They're you know going in the can. They win you know six out of seven. So they're they have one of those teams that is unpredictable. And like the Phillies, you know, not much was expected at all. I mean, everybody said two years away. We have a twenty-year-old Ronald Acuna who's changed the whole landscape of the team. Yeah. Uh, this guy's unbelievable. He's like a Roberto Clemente, and you know that's a really strong name to compare anybody to. But you know he throws the ball in over a hundred. He hits home runs, hits for average. He can run. He's the second fastest player in the league. So just tools galore. And a lot of those guys uh, came up. Other ones, Albies, who are twenty-one. Uh, a lot of young pitchers have come up and it changed the whole field of the team. So they have a lot of fun. They're fun to watch. They can get beat by anybody. They can also turn around and beat Max Scherzer and drive him crazy. So they're kind of a dangerous team, a wild card team, and it'll be a great series. I agree with you. The Phillies need to take at least three out of four. I'm a huge Aaron Nola fan. He's one of my favorite guys to watch pitch in the league. You know, it'll be a great series. That's excellent. I said, well, we'll see. It'll be, it'll at least it'd be nice if it was interesting. If the Phils can win a few, so that the last week yeah. or two of the season, it's it's more. You know, you're on the yeah. as they used to say, the Pirates back in the early '90s when Barry Bonds was on the team. There was an ad running at a radio station I used to work at. It said, "We'll sell you the whole seat, but you only need the edge." And I just thought it was a, <laughs> you know a great line. Back Whether the, the yeah, you know, and it's baseball, right? So anything can happen. You know, until somebody's mathematically out of it, it's not over. We've seen, you know, in 2011 with the Braves, an unbelievable collapse where they had a 10-game lead in September. Yeah. So anything can happen. You know, it'll just be really, really interesting, and I'm looking forward to seeing these games. It it should be, as you say, loud. And, uh, man, glad it's not in Philly because those fans there would just be – would be drowning the whole stadium out. <laughs> Chat with Paul Bird, uh, who pitched for the Phillies back in 98 through the uh, first part of 2001. Just a, a quick side note here. I, I guess we just you know passed the anniversary of 9-11, uh, and you had been on the Phillies earlier that season, but then were traded in the summer just a few months before the attacks. And uh, I know in Philly, the Phillies were actually playing against the Braves. I think they won a close game, but after the game – talking with, I believe it was Greg Maddox or Tom Glavin, one of the two, you know, one of their greatest pitchers. They they had lost the game personally, but it, you could tell it didn't make almost any difference at all because the shadow of 9-11 was just way too large. You know, the season had been canceled for a little while 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 the aftermath settled a little bit. What do you remember about that? You were in Kansas City at the time. Do you, do you remember where I you were? I was in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, I flew by. We had an off day. And I flew the day before we had an off day. So I flew back home to spend time with my wife and my boys. They had come back home early for school. And I remember when we, when I got up to go to the airport, I went to the airport and we stopped at an IHOP. And when we walked in, everybody had their a radio on. They were playing a radio over the you know, speakers in the restaurant. And I said, what happened? And they said, the World Trade Center's one of the towers has been hit, uh, one of the twin towers. 
And I was like, oh, man. And they said, another one has been hit. You know, while we were in that, we stopped our meal and ran and got our boys out of school and went back to the house and just watched on TV. And, and at this point, we didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. You know, the Pentagon, the, you know, it's like this is what what more is coming? What is this huge attack on America? So baseball took almost a week off. And then my favorite part in all of this, if I can tell, yeah, was when, yeah, George W. Bush came out and threw the first pitch in Yankee Stadium. And they told him, we cannot protect you. We have security, but we cannot protect you. He said, I'm throwing the pitch. They put him in a flak jacket. And my really good friend, Todd Green, caught that first pitch. And right before he walked out, and everybody knows this story where Derek Jeter tells him, don't bounce it. You know? <laughs> but the way he walked out, he said, don't bounce it or they'll boo you. And the way he walked out there with his life on the line, and I'm not, you can like him or you can not, yeah. you have to respect that he grabbed the baseball, walked out to the mound in Yankee Stadium, not knowing if he was going to walk off that field. And he threw a strike, unwavered, and walked off that field with confidence. And I think that was the most important pitch in baseball that was ever thrown. Hmm. And it was one of the signs that America is is not scared. Paul Bird, former Phillies and Atlanta Braves pitcher, also currently a broadcaster for Fox Sports South. He'll be involved in tonight's Phillies-Braves game. Phillies in Atlanta starting a four-game series. Five and a half games out of first, needing to win at least three out of four, if not all four games, but one at a time. Going to take a brief break, then come back with Paul Bird. Also a little later on, Jonathan Lippman, one of the original members of 98 Degrees, who then went on to start the Grammy-nominated band True Vibe. His life has taken some amazing twists and turns going to get into that and see how the Lord has been at work in and through him. All coming up soon on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 418 on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL. Quick update, we're up to $1,145 now in a partnership with Save the Children, helping fight severe acute malnutrition. Want to help out? You can. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. Or hit the Save the Children banner at WFIL.com. The suggested donation, one time of $60, which can provide enough ready-to-eat nutrition, something called Plumpy Nut, and emergency medical care to save one child. We can do more or less. If you happen to do monthly, it's actually going to count 10 times toward our goal of $5,600 by the end of September. So let's continue on. I'll give you the number one more time, 888-884-4836. If you'd like to help out, 888-884-4836 or the Save the Children banner at WFIL.com. As we continue now with Paul Bird, former Phillies and Braves pitcher, among other teams, now a broadcaster for Fox Sports South, taking time with us before getting ready for the broadcast this evening. Among other things, you wrote a book a while back, Free Bird, B-Y-R-D. Still available, folks? Still available on Amazon. Uh, yeah, it was a bestseller. It is rated R. Um, it is, you know, has my battles in baseball with, and unfortunately, it is what it is. I wrote it for my kids to try and help them. Yeah. Um, and it turned into writing for other people and then I speak to colleges and we'll lead some retreats and things and 
yeah, so it was about my struggle with pornography. It was about my struggle with the the, the game and my faith in the game hmm. um, and difficult things that I learned. It's also about joyous triumphs where when I had my first boy, when I you know, was able to share some of my failures and some of my struggles with my, my wife and, and particularly the sexual sin that I was going through and how my wife showed me grace and how we had our first little boy. Hmm. There's a lot of redemption in that story. It's messy, but I'm very proud of it. And, um, Amen. you know, it's certainly something that a lot of people have. I don't know. It's not about them liking the book, but it's more about, hey, this really helped me. Yeah. And thank you for being open. And I'm glad that I wrote it. And, yes, it is still available. Free Bird, B-Y-R-D. And that open side of you, that candid side of you, comes out, I know, when you're broadcasting. I know when you were in Philly for a few seasons uh, I've told this story before when you and I have been on the air together, but it's been a while. Uh, there are two things that stand out, just so folks tuning in now uh, can understand. One was um, you were just doing a post-game interview after pitching or whatever, and then you turned right around when, when the crowd of reporters kind of moved away, and we just started talking Christian music, right, like like nothing had happened. Like it was the next question in the interview process, like third day and Cabin's call and these bands back, you know, this is a long time ago. Yeah. But, so that side of you, I just wanted to ask you, what what are you into musically lately? Have you, have you, do you still listen to much Christian music or? I still listen to all the great stuff. You remember my walk-up song is Shine. Yeah, you know, from, Newsboys. Uh, the Newsboys, yeah. So this is so great. On air yesterday, two days ago, Chip Carey and, Joe Simpson says, what's your walk-up song? And I was like, hey, it was Shine by the Newsboys. And I told him, I said, you know, everybody thought it was too bubblegum. It was a little corny. But then everybody loved it when it came on. And then there was that day where Scott Rowland came over to me in the locker room. And he said, hey, Birdie, can I get that uh, Can I get that Newsboys CD from you? Hmm. That's <laughs> hilarious. And I was like, I know. I was like, yeah, here it is. He's like, yeah, I need to feel good going, you know, going home from the park tonight. And so um, that to me meant a lot. I listen to music all across the board. I'm a big fan of music in general, yeah. as are you. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I do listen to a lot of the the older stuff. One of my um, staples. I, I don't know how to. Yeah, no, one of my, there's a guy, Aiden Anderson, who I'm actually um, spending a lot of time with, and he is, he is a young man who is a great artist, and he is working on, you know, his, his stuff right now, and um, it's the biggest, I'm seeing the wrestling with him is, hey, do I want to be in your face, Christian music? Do I want to kind of... Nibble at the edges. <laughs> like, it's a, like a pitching analogy, like nibble at the edges. Does he want to, you know... Right. Yeah. So, yeah, um, always a huge Jars of Clay fan. I think they are tremendous. And so, I, yeah, I go back to a lot of the, the old stuff. And, and What do you got for me? You got a new <laughs> fan for me? You're always spot on. You know, I've been a little rusty lately, but uh, I'll, I'll think of a few and text them to you to look into. I, I've actually – I have individual songs. I've, I've liked a lot of the worship music that's come out in the last uh, – in recent years. But like you – I'm a music uh, lover in general, and so I, I've, I've taken some new country songs. And I got a couple songs for you I want to check out because I'm into that as well. Okay. Um, and when I say, you know, not in your face, like, I don't know if you've heard the song Further Along or Farther Along by Josh Garrels. Uh, no, I've heard of Josh, though. Love one of my favorite songs. 
stuck on that song, Can't Stop Playing It. And it's a little older. I think it's 2011. Okay. And then Praise and Worship, probably for me right now. Have you heard of John Mark McMillan? I know. Uh, I heard of an artist named John Mark, but I don't know. But, I, but there wasn't a last yeah, name attached. Future Past. You got some good songs. Future Past, Mercury and Lightning, King of My Heart is awesome. Okay. So. <laughs> and that guy, Aiden I'm Anderson, always, is somebody you're kind of working with, mentoring? or? Yeah, just, yeah, so I, anyways, I know I'm I'm rambling, I know, but <laughs> I'm seeing the tension with him and, hey, which is kind of like me, you know, do I want to be the street corner preacher? Do I want to be the preacher on Sundays? Do I want to be the guy that has a job that you don't associate with any sort of spiritual connection, but yet you're a minister wherever you're at? Yeah. You know, it's the like, hey, you know, a lot of, a lot of music that really – it's going to sound crazy to turn me was you too. Hmm. You know, when I started to really research, they started out and I will follow as a Christian song. They said the third day, way to go guys. You guys did what we set out to do, but ended up getting a little more mainstream, but a lot of their song with their songs with their Christian themes. Yeah. Yeah. Dove in with me. So I'm more of that rock and roll, that grungy kind of whatever. And our old, Buddies from Apologetics, when last time I was in Pittsburgh, they met me at the mall and gave me a bunch of their stuff, and I was <laughs> able to say hello to those guys again and reconnect, because as you know, they used to play in the Phillies clubhouse a little bit. They did, you so, know, and uh, just for those just tuning in, we're chatting with Paul Bird, he used to pitch for the Phillies, 98-01, pitches, uh, pitch for the Braves, other teams, and a Christian music lover, among other things. We actually had Jay Jackson, the lead singer of Apologetics, on maybe a week ago, 10 days ago. And they have a brand new CD out called Nietzsche, but it's spelled N-I-C-H-E-Y, like or Nietzsche. I'm not sure how he pronounced it, but we, he just actually sent some to the radio station. So uh, we've been giving some copies okay. away. Yeah, yeah. So that's a little tie, a little, little close the circle there. Well, I uh, I appreciate right. your time. And the last thing I would ask you is how people can pray for you if you want to throw in the new ministry that you're you're working on. That's part of it, or or just let people know how they can pray for you. Yeah, so we're doing a new ministry with, uh, it's called the Birdhouse Ministries, where we're reaching out to kids, young adults, and also adults that struggle with anxiety and certain issues, and we have a ministry where they work with horses. So um, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. My brother had two horses. We have five. I live on a farm in Milton, Georgia, and we have recently purchased a barn and a little facility next to us, and we are in the business of restoration and healing and rest and connection with animals so that you can learn to trust and smile again. And, um, yeah, so we, we love it as much as I love the horses. My wife loves them even more. (laughs) So, uh, they also work on, (laughs) they also work on us. So, uh, it's been really good. I bet. Good. It's just called birdhouse ministries. You said birdhouse Ministries. Ministries. Yes. Website coming up any day. We've been doing it for, um, almost two year, a uh, year and a half, I guess, and we'll go official here October first with our new facility. Wow, that's excellent. Well, God bless you. Let, let yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure He'll lead you by His Spirit as you stay in touch and walk with Him day by day. Greetings to your wife and and your boys, and we we'll hope we get catch up again. Hopefully, we'll uh, you know we'll see some exciting baseball tonight and this weekend, and and watch the Phils and Braves go down to the wire. So, hey, thank you so much. Thanks, Paul. Great Have talking a great with you. Day. Enjoyed your friendship over the years. Great to talk to you again. And amen, and thanks for your walk with the Lord. That's an encouragement, day, uh, year after year. 
got it, brother. See ya. Paul Bird, former Phillies pitcher, including an all-star in 99, former Braves pitcher, currently broadcasting Fox Sports South as our guest this morning or afternoon. Uh, Phillies in Atlanta get ready to start a big series, four games in Atlanta. Phil's five and a half out with 11 to play. Up next, Jonathan Lippman, one of the original members of 98 Degrees, went on to start the Grammy-nominated band True Vibe. That and much more coming up on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL. 431 on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL. Cloudy, cool the rest of the day. Maybe a little sun here and there. 71 the high as we drop to 62 tonight. Beautiful next few days in a row. Some sun and clouds each day. 80 the high tomorrow. 76 Saturday and 72 Sunday. Phil's at the Braves starting a big four-game series this evening. Just enjoyed having Paul Bird on the program. Former Phillies and Braves pitcher and current Fox broadcaster. Going to shift gears now. We're hoping to get some time to get tickets uh, to hand out to Six Flags before the program's over, but Want to make sure we have enough time. Jonathan Lippman, one of the original members of the band 98 Degrees. They had all kinds of songs over the years. They were in the top five, top ten because of you. Uh, they had uh, I Do Cherish You, uh, The Hardest Thing, and a bunch of others. Uh, but Jonathan was at, at the front end of that. Then they went on to start the Grammy-nominated uh, band True Vibe. His life has taken some really interesting twists and turns. Want to get into that and let him uh, to speak to all that. So let's welcome uh, uh, Jonathan aboard the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? It's, good. Been a lo- it's been a while. It's good talking to you. It has been. People will know your name from lots of different angles. Um, in this part of the, the country, at least in the Philly market, we had a radio station some years back that played a lot of music, including the band that you were in, uh, True Vibe, from the late, I guess late 90s to early 00s. And, uh, but prior yeah. to that, you had a lot of connection at 98 Degrees, you, and you did a lot of work after that. And so... Um, maybe I'll, I'll throw it to you to start. And of course, the most important thing you love the Lord. So that's one of that, that's that's your identity right there. But um, exactly. yeah, but maybe just give people a little background on. I guess um, maybe do chronologically briefly. You, you did some time with ninety eight degrees, or you were how did that that go? And then you didn't really go full forward with that, and you shifted over to forming the group True Vibe, uh, which we again played a number of songs. We played See the Light. We played. Um, um, jump, jump, jump. Um, we played a number of songs from the, the two records that you guys did. So give a little chronology, if you would, the, the, the history from the 98 Degrees time to True Vibe, and, and then we can pick up from there. Sure. So in uh, 1995, I um, ran into a guy out here in Los Angeles named Jeff Timmons. He's from Maslin, Ohio, and he was wanting to put a group together, and I was as well. And he had different guys that didn't really work out, and so we sang for each other, and I right away knew the perfect guys that that could work. And I went to a performing arts high school in Cincinnati, Ohio. So I brought called Nick Lachey and Justin Jeffrey and two guys I've known since fifth or sixth grade. And we had them sing for Jeff and Jeff sang for, you know, like back and forth singing. And then I sent them their parts of the uh, national anthem. We, we sent, we arranged, really transcribed the voice to men arrangement that was out there for the national anthem. Yeah. Actually they sang it, um, just recently, it was pretty amazing. I was like, wow, it's the same <laughs> arrangement that we used. You know, we transcribed it. But, and you were so, transcribing it just to, to just to kind of, that, that was a, a piece that would work well for you to guys to figure each other out kind of a thing? Yeah. I say, I uh, some of the parts, they, long story short, came across country. I, I had a lady's name at Dodger Stadium thinking that she would let us sing there. Then she wouldn't take my call when we got down there. And so I was basically begging one of the secretaries to let us sing for her. And cause <laughs> some of us came across country and I'll get in trouble with these guys if I don't have 
us sing somewhere quick. So we sang, and at the end, all the big wigs came out and asked if we could do this in front of 50,000 people. And there was a lady, and I said, man, we were born to do this in front of 50,000 people. And then she asked us a couple days later if we could sing against the Cincinnati Reds. And I was like, that's our hometown. Yeah. So we, that was our first like official thing was singing the Reds and the um, Dodgers National Anthem in L.A. And it took off. We snuck into a Boys to Men concert. We snuck into a James Brown concert. And I had just become a believer probably a year prior to this. Yeah. And um, as we were taking off and doing things, I was young, 22 and single. And um, just personally with me, I, I didn't really trust myself out there because I didn't, you know, I was a little nervous to be out there in the world like with all these people being yes people to you all the time. Yeah. And it was a tough decision because those are good guys. But right as we were signing a deal with our manager, I left. I, I wasn't really feeling the manager, and um, so I left. And, you know, it was a tough thing because it was like my dream and my passion was to always sing in a group. I went to a performing arts school, and the principal of the school, I used to ask him if I could sing in a barbershop quartet. And he said, no, there was this barbershop quartet. And he said, no, no, you don't have enough time. And I'd ask him every year, can I please sing in this barbershop quartet? And he said, no. So then I told myself, I'm going to start my own group. And it took until I was 22, but then I did it. And then here I left, and they replaced me with uh, Nick's little brother, Drew, who was living with my brother in New York. Wow. So you know, they took off and got the record deal, and I was like to, going back to delivering um, Chinese food, which was what I got them all jobs doing. And I went through a couple years of just praying to the Lord, in tears, watching them blow up and me struggling, and but knowing that God had a plan for me, and not necessarily a bigger financial plan, but he had a specific plan. And um, in about 99, I started listening to Christian music, and I realized there was no music uh, that was out there with the style that I had done with 98 Degrees. So I researched it and found that all the Christian labels were in Nashville, so in 2000, I moved to Nashville, started making calls, and True Vibe came together, and we had our first record come out in uh, 2001, which was amazing. I couldn't believe it. Mm. It was neat to see how God really worked. And and then with that group, True Vibe, we were fortunate enough and blessed to be able to, we toured with Destiny's Child, and we were Grammy-nominated, which was unbelievable. Um, yeah, that second record. CDs out. That's right. What's that? that? The second record was Grammy-nominated, Yes, right? Yeah, second record, See the Light. Yeah, it was Grammy-nominated which was just unreal. So see how all that transpired was, was awesome. And then we would end up running into the guys in 98 Degrees when we toured with Destiny's Child. So we would be in the same city as them, which was, it's such a small world, the music industry. So yeah, it was really cool. And then here we are now. Um, yeah. I'm back in L.A., just came back a year ago. So. Oh, wow. Okay. And for those just tuning in, we're chatting with Jonathan Lippman, who was giving us a little history there with the 98 Degrees uh, background. And they were when you were saying we, doing the National Anthem, that first one with the Reds and Dodgers in L.A., that was with you and Nick and... Yep. Okay. and then, uh, Nick Lachey, Justin Jeffrey, and Jeff Timmons and okay. myself. Okay, so that was... Yeah. A, but you, but what, what I want people to hear, I knew one reason I really wanted to have you on is where we're headed now because um, you even have a, already spoken to it some. You preempt... You, you saw something coming, a chance to maybe blow up and do your life dream, if you will. But like you said, you know, not trusting yourself in the sense that 22 years old, everyone's saying yes to you, what kind of trouble you can get into. There's actually a ton of wisdom in that. 
and it takes a lot of maturity to be able to say, you know what, uh, I'm on the cusp of something, but my soul, like Jesus said, you know, make level paths for your feet, as it says in um, in the book of Hebrews. And yeah. there's other scripture that talks about, you know, run from, and in fact, it says flee sexual immorality or temptation. There's nowhere in the Bible where it says, you know, kind of dance around the edge and see if you can get close without doing the wrong thing. It's like flee, run, go. <laughs> so uh, you had that wisdom, even though it's laying that dream down and God gave it back to you through true vibe. Um, and again, that's uh, that's how we got to know each other when I was doing a music st- a show and got to play your music and true vibes music. And then in the years after true vibe in the last 10, 15 years, where have things gone for you? And, and, and I know where you're, what you're doing at the moment, but what did you have, where have you been and what have you been doing? And, and where's your heart at too? Cause there's still that wrestling between your dreams and your hopes and being a child of God. and want to put it all on the table and say, God, what do you want to do with it all? Let me see if I could condense this quick. I'm writing a book right now, actually on everything. And okay. um, do you have a title for it yeah. yet? Or people can keep an eye out for it in the, maybe a year away, half, half a year away. Not sure. It's, it's probably about a year away. Okay. I would assume. Um, so I'm just writing it now. It's going to be on my kind of life story and just how much God loves us. I, I, to explain it to you, I kind of forgot that I thought God didn't love me at one point after I became a Christian. Um, I got married and um, ended up getting divorced. And when I got divorced, I was so sad. I just would cry out to God. And um, hmm. and then I was angry, too. And there were people that shunned me. I didn't do anything unbiblical yeah. um, in the divorce at all. I, and I tried so hard, but knowing that my marriage failed, just I thought God didn't love me anymore. And I stopped really talking to believers because there were a few believers, professing believers, that just put me down hmm. because of it. So I put myself down, and then I thought God put me down. I thought God hated me. And so I stopped going to church for about four years. And it's, it's amazing, though. During that time, God brought me back to Cincinnati, Ohio, where I'm from. And I knew that something was wrong with my mom, but I didn't know what it was. So I moved back to help my mom, and I found out she had dementia. Hmm. Now, to go back to my childhood, my mother was very sweet, but battled mental illness uh, her whole life. And when I was a kid, was kind to me and bringing me around music and stuff, but put me down a lot hmm. and, and kind of made me upset, like mad at her internally, even though I always respected her and tried to show love to her. When I moved back, God is so amazing. The Lord's so amazing. He healed my relationship with my mom and I was able to forgive her. And I had these four years where she had dementia and I, I just moved back for her and I put life on hold. I started driving Uber and Lyft because it was uh, convenient where I could, if she was, there were a lot of things happening where I had to take the car away and then friends would call me and say they saw her walking down Montgomery Road and I'd have to take off work and go get her. So Uber was perfect because I could just drive whenever I wanted to. So that's what had me start driving Uber four and a half years ago. And, um, during that time, you know, he just healed my relationship with my mom. And then he brought me back to him, which was amazing. And he knew he never stopped loving me. And it's like somebody explained it to me once, you know, at our worst moment, God can't love you any more than he already does. And it's powerful because I used to just think I wasn't good enough for God, but that's, that's why Jesus died on the cross for our sins. So we can be perfect in the Lord's eyes. And um, yeah. it was just amazing. So Amen. my mom passed away a year ago, 
but um, mm-hmm. I came back out to L.A. and go to an amazing church out here where they just share the gospel, and uh, I'm starting to sing now in, in the church and the choir, and they've been actually helping me with the book and and just kind of my whole story. Jonathan Lipman, former 98 Degrees and True Vibe member, among many things, child of God, first and foremost, checking in from California today. Going to dig in further in just a second with more of his story on the Tim DeMoss Show. It is uh, 443. This is that jump, jump, jump song. Talked about, give you a little snippet of that as we head to our break here on AM 560 WFIL. I was walking around trying to put it down in total darkness. I didn't feel the need to get on my knees. What's this shit talking? No one could tell me nothing that held me out before. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 446 on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL. Back with Jonathan Lipman, former 98 Degrees and True Vibe member, winner of awards, well-connected with many in the music and entertainment worlds, lover of music and people, most importantly, God, and currently still doing the Lyft and Uber thing, twists and turns continue, right? You're still... People have been talking about shame in, in jobs and... Um, yeah, the Cosby Show actor, uh, Je- Jeffrey Owens, who was, uh, you know, it's hard to believe. It, was, it feels like it was yesterday, but he's almost, he's pushing 60 at this point. But, you know, he, he's working at Trader Joe's, and that was like a couple of weeks ago. Labor Day weekend, I think he, he got kind of embarrassed or people were trying to make fun of him because they go... I, I don't know. I didn't read too much about it, but I was aware of it. And he was uh, Sandra Huxtable's husband on the Cosby Show, and... Um, That's right. You had put something on Facebook about it that made me that jogged my memory. Like I want to call Jonathan and have him on the program. If, if you're just listening in, Jonathan Lipman is on with us. He's got a long history and a lot in the music world and even some acting and uh, writing a book and doing some Uber and Lyft driving now for a while. Um, and and what you wrote that was very meaningful. I don't know if you remember much of how you worded it, but um, I'd love for you. You've been already kind of touching on it through our time together now, but maybe you could kind of encapsulate the the heart of what you were saying as far as you know someone who was famous and still is in this in a way from from the cosby show he's bagging groceries at trader joe's and uh not too proud to do that and people try to embarrass right. him and you're like you've been there you've been, you've been on the tonight show you know with with true vibes so you've hit the high right. spots with with david letterman and and you're driving uber now and some people be like what happened you know i thought you were on the tonight show i was like well i'm driving uber now and but uh, and I've done that too, so we have a common bond there. I, I think it's actually one of the most fascinating things I've ever done. But I'll let you you, you continue on with what uh, you know what where where your heart was on that, and as far as serving God wherever you are, and and with all your heart is unto Him. Sure, um, yeah. So I, it touched me when I when I saw that and hurt hurt me because I it's probably at least once a day when I drive and I drive full time for Uber and Lyft and I have to put a lot of hours in to survive and you do what you can, like, like a lot of people in this world to survive. And, um, at least once a day I get someone that says, well, what do you do for real work? And I say, well, this, I do it full time. And they kind of put me down and every once in a while I get somebody that kind of knows me from my past and, um, they can't understand why I do this. And they'll say things like, well, you know, can't you do something else? Or, And it, it hurts because I'm just trying to survive like the rest of us and do an honest day's work and an honest living. And, you know, I grew up in, I grew up in a rough neighborhood. And um, I grew up where, you know, 
you had a choice. I mean, I, I, I have friends that took the wrong path. Um, and here I am trying to do the Lord's work and, and, you know, people will put you down. And I have to remember something I used to always share during True Vibe when we would, when we would, um, speak and, and sing at different events was it doesn't matter if we started 98 degrees, sing in True Vibe, uh, deliver food, work for Uber or Lyft. If we're doing what God has called us to do and we're being honest and, and a hard worker, that's what the Lord wants. He wants an honest, hard worker who's serving Him and putting Him and glorifying Him. And, and that's what's important. And I used to share that all the time. And God has taken me on highs and in the world's views, lows, where I work a job like Lyft and Uber. To me, it's not a low because I'm surviving. Um, yeah. But it, 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 it hurt when I saw that because I could kind of understand his embarrassment and it shouldn't be any embarrassment because he's he's working he's not trying to live off of his fame he's trying to just survive and work and provide for his family and that's what it's about um yeah well you, yeah i wrote that on facebook a while back because of that well and you're and again you're talking about jeffrey owens from, from the cosby show and working at trader joe's and, and being embarrassed by some people who who are like i guess something to the effect of you know is this the best you could do or whatever when you're you've been an actor on a, the arguably the most successful TV show in the last 30 years or in, at least yeah. in the eighties and, and part of the nineties. But your vision is right, Jonathan. We're chatting with Jonathan Lipman. Um, it was in LA and uh, been based also in, in Cincinnati. Um, you know, Ephesians six comes to mind because you were sharing a few minutes ago about your mom and how you took care of her for the last four years of her life and the dementia. Ephesians six, one and two um, and three, uh-huh. the first three verses, you're familiar. Children obey your parents in the Lord yep. for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. And if you did nothing else but then take care of your mom, uh, that's more than Grammys and selling millions of records and all that. What's the point of preaching to the nation if you can't take care of your own mom? You know, I mean, there's so you're doing it. I want to encourage you with that for sure. And um Honestly, with the Lyft and Uber thing, because from last summer till this past spring, I did that kind of as a full-time thing. I DJ weddings for 30 years and radio for 30 years, and I've done a lot of stuff and covered the sports teams and all that. There is a part of me that still thinks that driving is the most fascinating thing I've ever done because it's like John uh-huh. 316 in your car. You, yeah. like, one at a time. And 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 I, I don't know about you, but I, I knew that, and I want to talk about this another time, another show, and maybe we'll have you back on and share some stories, but um, sure. it really is like, you know, I, I say a quick prayer. I haven't driven for a few, three or four months. I've been focusing on this new job at the radio station, but I say a quick prayer in, in my mind um, for each person to know the Lord is their Savior. They're paying for the ride, so I want to get them to and from safely, but I want to know right. and probably never see them again. I mean, sometimes you get repeats, but most of the time not. So I want to make sure that every person who got in the car has been prayed for, like, because you're the one you, maybe that's, you know, you can at least know that that happened. So that's how, that's how I viewed it. And, uh, and you're the, you're a friendly guy. And and I know uh, again, from posts on Facebook, how you, you'll divert off the path and step into somebody's life who does, you know, needs a sandwich and just spend two hours with a total stranger or, or, or help somebody who's in need. And you've, you've got to believe that that's what the hands and feet of Jesus would be like. So I want to you know, commend oh, you and encourage you to keep that up. Thank you. I, it's amazing. There was a guy just today, actually, who um, I do the same when I drive. And sometimes I never talk to anybody about it. 
um, but you'd be surprised at how many times people will ask me questions and it comes up. And there's a gentleman that just texted me today that I drove, picked him up from a bar. He's going through some stuff, and it ends up that he says he's a Christian. And um, hmm. we started talking, and he lives not too far from the church I go to. And I gave him my number, and I told him anytime he wants to go, let me know. I'd love to pick him up. So he just texted me and wants me to give him the info on the church. He said he might come check it out Sunday. Wow. And it's just it's amazing. I've had times where there was a gentleman I drove once that we stopped, and um, he was addicted to meth. He tells me, it's a young kid, and he's like 23 years old. And I just start talking to him, and, and he grew up in the church. So I start talking to him about the Lord, and he's in tears, and we pray together. And wow. I, I gave him my number and never heard from him again, but I still pray for him. And that was two and a half years ago. So I think take away Uber and Lyft, that's how we're supposed to be in our lives, is always be ready to share the hope that is within us. And it could be a stranger when you're walking down the street. Like you said, you feel led to feed somebody and maybe give them a sandwich and talk to them. And sometimes it's not going to go the way you think because you're all hyped up thinking you're going to share the gospel and, and maybe you don't get to say much. But other times you will, and God plants those seeds, and you have to trust that they'll grow and pray for these people. And that's what, that's what it's about, so we can share the gospel and the hope. Amen. Amen. Jonathan Lippman has been our guest, and uh, you're off the clock now. I know what it's like to pull over and turn the app off. So <laughs> get the app back on or get a sandwich or whatever you want to do and hit the road so the meter can keep running, so to speak. Uh, and the, and the ministry you, can, can keep happening. That's right. Jonathan Lippman, our guest. Appreciate having him on. We're going to take a quick break, wrap things up in just a second on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 800-560 WFIL. Want to sneak in a pair of Six Flags tickets. First caller right now gets those. 800-560-9345. 800-560-9345. Thanks to uh, Phillies pitcher and Braves pitcher and current Fox Sports broadcaster Paul Bird checked in from Atlanta, Georgia prior to working the Phillies Braves game tonight. And Jonathan Lippman, former member of 98 Degrees and True Vibe, uh, caretaker for his mom, Lyft Uber driver, serving God on the roads in more recent times, and uh, seeking God, uh, God's kingdom first. A quick uh, hello. Hey there, what's your name? Hello. Hello. Yeah, what's your name? Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. Where are you from? Now. Congratulations, you're a winner. Thank you. You're more than welcome. We'll get you a couple tickets in just a second off the air. Jim Maxim from Max 413 Ministry is going to pray next. Then Truth for Life with Alistair Begg on AM560 WFIL. Thanks for listening to Tim DeMoss Show today. WFIL. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.